Red Studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar is a man who is every man's regret and no woman can forget. The fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Nice. I'm I'm just excited to be in the jungle tonight. Like your shirt says, "Welcome to the jungle," and this is maybe my first experience in a jungle. Not what I expected, but I'm happy to be here. Get to head to the jungle sometime, tuna. Because there's a lot of huffing paint going on there with Bengals fans, baby. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. <laughs> that is where the jungle resides. I'm glad I got you on board with that because we all know it's true now. Uh, it's great to be back uh, after uh, a very exciting and uh, informative week one of college football. Uh, we are on social media, as always on Twitter or X as it's called now at Blockout Pod. We are on Facebook. If you just put Blockout Sports Pod into your search bar, you can find us. We appreciate a lot of people that uh frankly have just found the show in the last couple of weeks that uh maybe you haven't listened for a long time, but uh I've noticed a little bit of bump in uh, how many folks have been downloading the show and listening the last few weeks. And I think that comes from uh, Facebook, and we do appreciate that. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend, spread the word. With all that out of the way, I wanted to start tonight's show with an obvious and irrecoverable... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, man. I'm not not a wordsmith. (laughs) With... With the obvious truth that uh, the, world, the world of college football, and maybe might I say the world of all American sports, the heartbeat emanates from, the soul of college football. Damn, that's poetic. Comes from the West Coast and the fabulous Pac-12. How about that first week? Oh my God! It's oh my unbelievable. God. That... Let's talk about the first week of my Pac-12 and how they may run roughshod all the way through this college football season. Oh what say gosh. you? I'm going uh, to wear my SEC hat. Okay, for that very reason, for the Pac-2. This is all I'm going to say about that. Is there is no denying you can laugh Pump or whatever. The breaks, people. Quarterback play in the Pac-12 is as good as anywhere you're going to find it. Go through the list of quarterbacks okay. that are out there. I got you. I, I mean, everyone. Even Arizona has a good quarterback. Yes. I, I mean, almost every school. You got Cam Rising, Michael Penix, um, Caleb Williams. I mean, I could keep going. Bo, Bo Nix. No, keep going. Yeah, Bo Nix. <laughs> um, Shadur Sanders. Okay, you're doing great. Yeah, I mean, it's it, right. There's tons of them. No, man. it's, it's I'm, I'm great quarterback you play. Are. Michael Penix. Uh, how out. about the freshman high school All American? DJ Lou. No, He's I'll give you that. He played good. He looked <laughs> good. How about the freshman All American that was going to Florida that started for Arizona State? Yes. 
who looked pretty good. You know, do we, we don't know his name. It's a, you know who I'm talking about, the big recruit that left yes. for NIL, left Florida for NIL. Yeah, he and got boy, a massive deal last hey, second. Hey, Travis, and boy, did they need him at Florida, <laughs> speaking of which. But I, I hear you guys. No, you are right. And I know the Pac-2 has been talked about big time uh, all over the country, but I'm telling America, pump the brakes. Well, let's start quickly with uh, what I found to be the most entertaining ball game of week one, which was uh, Colorado as a pretty heavy underdog at TCU. 21. Yeah, going out there playing, I mean, going toe-to-toe, not just going toe-to-toe with them, but finding a way to win, and not just finding a way to win, but finding a way to win in a way that was very exciting on to watch on television. Perfect 12 o'clock kickoff yeah. game. And, uh, you know, it was really a great way to kick off the official week one of college football. Sanders, Shadur Sanders was phenomenal. Um, Sonny Dice getting the shit kicked out of him, which is I, I don't always think fun. Better than that. <laughs> um, two way, we got Mister Two Way, Travis Hunter, dominating. Yeah, keep going. Was, Let's talk about it for a what minute here. He was awesome. Uh, I I love kind of the just the different swagger that Deion Sanders brings to the coaching profession. He's a different kind of personality in coaching. He talks not. In coach speak, a lot of times he talks like he's still a player. He talks with emotion, um, you know, passion, emotion. Yeah, he says stuff that ninety-eight percent of other college football coaches cannot say. Right, right. and and yeah. back against the wall. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. And you know, I like it. They had a lot of naysayers. He knows it. We know it. A team like Colorado, and there were a few other teams that performed well using the same model where you know i don't know what the percentage is but i'm going to go out on a limb and say it was about 80 percent of the players that played significant minutes for colorado came from somewhere did not play there it got to the point during the broadcast where the announcers finally said we're not going to say anymore that they're a transfer you just assume that they're a transfer unless we tell you otherwise. Right. Which, you know, might be, well, not might be. It appears to be the new way that a team that only won one or two games last year can rebuild in a mm-hmm. hurry instead of building it from the ground up. You can get these guys from the transfer portal that buy in, that uh, want to be there. Maybe you are able to offer them extra NIL money that they weren't able to get. But I wanted to get you guys what you guys thought about that particular game and uh, what it says for uh, the future of college football and the future of this season. Well, um, my thoughts on that game is, first of all, Travis Hunter, I don't know how he can continue throughout the course of the season to play 130-plus snaps per game. But, man, he was fun watching play all 130. Right. So, right. I, that's on that kid. I don't know. 19-year-olds are just built completely different. I don't know. But I'm with you. Um, the transfer portal is uh, is changing the game. And we can get into that a little bit later when we talk about Clemson's refusal for the <laughs> transfer portal. Yeah. But 
all in all, that game, I think it eh, nobody expected that. Not not one person expected that. And if you did, I don't think you truly believed it. But it it was incredible. All those receivers, that little running back was so good. How fast they were and how they how conditioned they were for, for game one. And how did Texas Christian forget how to tackle? That was some of the worst tackling I yeah. may have ever seen yeah. in a college football game. It, it definitely was. Uh, they did not look. They didn't look field ready. I don't know. It, maybe you said when you're playing at Colorado, the altitude or whatever. Well, I don't that was know. that wasn't at Colorado. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. but but you're saying yeah. when they play each other. Yeah. Uh, when when Colorado plays this week, when Nebraska an, comes to right, Colorado, there's going to yeah. be an altitude issue, which will be crazy based on how Colorado looked. Yeah, those kids condition week in Colorado weather, and they get to a steamy, humid hot tub of Fort Worth, Texas, and and play. I think it, it was like ninety eight with like a heat index over a hundred, and those kids like they looked like they could run marathons after the game. And yeah. let's let's not discount the fact that I mean, obviously Colorado looked fast on the edge. They looked uh, aggressive. But, man, they also looked very well coached. And especially from an offensive standpoint, I thought their scheme and their game plan was unbelievable. And, Tuna, you had mentioned something that you had heard Brady Quinn say. I'd like you to share that. Yeah, Brady Quinn was out there, and he was he, he was noticing um, how organized and how well-planned the offensive coordinator was. And he had a script for almost any situation you could be in. And he, I guess, played for Charlie Weiss in an offensive scheme by him. And for those words to come from a guy that played for Charlie Weiss, that is something I can't really wrap my head around. Like, this guy, Colorado, what's his name? I feel like I should know his name right now. But anyway, I'll look it up. I'll definitely know his name after this weekend because uh, he is getting bet on by the tuna. So, I think we're all betting on him. I don't know. I, that says a lot about the coaching staff out there and and how motivated they are. And watching the coaching staff on the sideline, like I haven't seen energy from a sideline like that in college football. Yeah. Oh, dude, it the was energy awesome. was Forever. unbelievable after the game uh, with him and his sons. And I mean, it was it was very cool. Um, I don't want to rain on the parade of the pack two, but I do say pump the brakes a little bit. Yes, Colorado. Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis. Colorado has not had a horrible year last year. They were backs against the wall. Deion, people weren't sure what to expect. They go into TCU and win. TCU is a depleted team. Okay, let's get back to reality. They're a depleted team from last year. Um, and yes, Colorado came in there and barely beat them. They beat, but they did beat them as 21 point underdogs. Forget Vegas. They barely beat them. Okay. But they look good. Everything you all said mm -hmm. for sure. I agree with a hundred percent. Plus the excitement of the game was just like, people were not really counting them to do well. They didn't think Sanders son was going to be very good. See, I don't, I don't really think there's breaks to pump. Like, well, I don't I'm, I'm think talking like, breaks to pump on the pack two. What? And we've talked about this. The pack two. Well, but what I'm saying with game, Colorado, when they get into pack twelve it. play, I get 
Well, when they play somebody. When they get into Pac-12 play, I'm not saying that they're going to keep up with Bo Nix. They're not going to keep up with Caleb Williams. I mean. Right. But will they be able to play somebody when they get to somebody good? I don't know. But the fact that they were able to come out and beat Texas Christian, who did play for a national championship last year. He did. So, I don't think anybody's saying that Colorado's going to win a national championship. No, I'm saying pump the brakes, Pac-2. Yeah. Okay. And that's by saying every quarterback's great in the pack tw- in the pack two. Well, we'll pump the brakes, uh, but they didn't, when somebody but, beats but, them. Uh, well, they didn't play anybody. <laughs> the pack two, no team played anybody. Oregon won eighty three to nothing against uh, my set, uh, nobody played anybody. Team. Isn't that what you said earlier? No, <laughs> I know who played somebody. Well, and we're going to get to that. But what I'm saying is the if you all can name a pack two game. Or they played somebody worth a damn. Besides Colorado, let me know about it. Wasn't wasn't a. Uh, there is one other game that we're going to talk about, but that wasn't on Saturday. Wasn't a relatively sexy ups, maybe not even an upset pick, but a game that everybody thought might be close was uh, Boise State and Washington. I sure heard a lot of national yeah, people say. Well, look out for this Boise State team. They're going to be tough this year. Their defense is way better than you if think they are. If they don't play are. on the blue field, they ain't winning. Well, I'm just telling you what I heard. And then Mike Penix went out there and just shredded them like I knew he would. As he should. It was the lock of the year. I mean, Boise, y'all going to bring best. Boise State up? No, this ain't no y'all. Like, I'm <laughs> letting y'all have it. No, like, no, Boise State's not doing it for I'm me. not going to die on a hill defending the Pac-12. I'm just saying there's really okay. good quarterback play out right. there. Right, And I that has it. to but, be noted. But a lot of the headlines today and yesterday are today. Do you know were, why? Oh, my God, the Pac-2 I'm gonna is like, like 16 to you and oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, they why those nobody. headlines exist? Because they know if they print something like that and put it on a headline, you have seething SEC fans all over the country that are just like mad and they're clicking on that. And you know what gets responses? SEC I mean, fans. If, you want if to somebody's say, talking about right. a conference besides okay, so the SEC. Okay, you're going with propaganda. Okay. Well, it gets clicks. No. And when you're in that business, that's okay. what you want. I go with what's on. I go with who's on the field and who's playing who. That's what I go by. And whether you win or lose. Well, you just said that all the pundits today were talking about. I get it, man. I'm just saying. A lot of people were saying that they didn't play anybody either. Not just me. I mean, they didn't. I mean, come Again, on. I'm yeah. not going to stand here and die on this hill defending the Pac-12. Did any of the Pac-2 go to uh, Florida State and play? Did any of them go to you know to Utah and play? No, they didn't. Well, okay. So what I are you mean, so angry on. about? I'm like, not angry. So I'm just saying pump the brakes a little. Wait a minute. Little. Wait That's a minute. All I'm wait saying. a minute. So okay, Louisiana State went to Florida State to play. Good for them. And what they did, did they, they do? They manned up and well, they lost. They, they laid down and, and died. Right. They got, they got they pumped. Did. They got killed. They, they got did. Pumped. So who cares if okay. they went there and played? I think I think it shows a lot of 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 moxie and showing that your team goes to play a big time university the first game or second game of the year. But they got killed. Well, that's not my fault and that's not their fault. They got work to do. No, that is their but fault. But they put their nuts on the line and I don't see anyone in the pack two doing that. Nobody. They didn't put their nuts on the well, line. Neither Utah the scheduled Florida years ago, and they didn't know that Florida would completely shit their right, pants when they right. scheduled that game. And I get it. But and hey. Colorado scheduled TCU years ago, and they didn't and know you, that 
that hey, they were going to be as bad. Let's as get everybody. to the next game. Hold on, Thursday night. I got one thing Utah, to say about Florida. the Pac-12 before we move on from it. Do you know that next year there's only going to be the two teams, and according to NCAA conference laws, you have to have at least eight teams to be considered a conference. But there is apparently like a like a waiver or something that that Washington State and Oregon State and I don't know legal terms can submit to where they could actually be a conference what? with the two for for with just two. for a minimum <laughs> like a maximum of 3 years. So with the 12 team playoff system and those two teams we we could have a backdoor conference champion getting in I every think, year. I think that is Fred's dream of life. I would right there. love that. It, it if it actually was a legitimate pack 2. Yes. I'd get a t-shirt. <laughs> I would get a T-shirt. I mean, I might get a T-shirt. <laughs> no, seriously, it is going to be fun. In all the series, no. It is going to be fun to watch these quarterbacks. Matter of fact, we're not getting to it yet, but some of these SC schools are playing more Pac-2 teams this weekend. So we're going to have some fun with this. Um, I, I don't see uh, – the Big Ten is – Still playing nobody, and Georgia is still playing nobody. Uh, so we're not even really going to talk about either one of them. Oh, um, but but uh, Fred, you're sadly mistaken if you think I'm not going to do a 35 minute deep dive on the big game <laughs> Friday night between Indiana and Indiana yeah. State. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the way I look at it before we get into the games, the ACC, and this is my opinion, the ACC got an A+. And everybody else, I, I'll give the Pac-2, I'll give the Pac-2 a B- minus because they went undefeated, but they lose a lot of points for playing Stanford's nobody. pissed about that grade. And then I'll give, and I'll give <laughs> everybody else, the SEC, the Big Twelve, every uh, the Big Ten, uh, C plus. The ACC is who impressed me this week, not the Pac two. Yeah, it just means more in the ACC. I'm just telling you, and that's something you should be talking about as a U of L fan. Yeah, I'm not a big conference honk, but um, I uh, I get Thank it. Thank God, I get it. Um, I understand your argument about wanting your you know teams on your schedule to win and, and all oh, no, that. No, not wanting them. You need them yeah, to win if I, you are in the hunt. I'm just not ever going to fall into that world. Well, that's because um, you're a Louisville fan right now, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but when Louisville's in the top eight, uh-huh. you're going to be hoping everybody wins. Yeah, because, I will you know, say. That committee don't just up there uh, meet where we have it on ESPN all the time. Going, man, that running back sure looks good in that uniform. No, back no, in like 2005, talking about what teams are doing, strength of schedule, I'm, wins, conferences, yes. Back in 2005, 2006, I did pull for the Big East teams, Rutgers, Cincinnati, and West Virginia to win just because we needed that on our strength of right. schedule. Because we literally had no one else to beat of any you know, meat and potatoes. So I get your argument there and, and I will succeed. And they do talk a lot about out of conference, out of conference is talk. If I hear Herb street say it one time, I'm going to punch him. I just don't, but everybody says out of conference. I just don't think there's like any group of fans that like, pull for an entire conference like the SEC well, I don't think no. you're pulling for no. them hard, yeah. but I'm I gonna, think you're pulling for them to win the game. Tuna, I'm going to tell you right now, 
and we talked about this on text the other day. Mm -hmm. I didn't even really know that that kind of mentality existed mm -hmm. until I moved here and started hanging out with people that watched SEC football because yeah. when I grew up, I now, don't think it's an SEC thing. <laughs> you don't yeah. think? No, it is an no. SEC thing. Big They're, Ten people don't dude, talk about it. I'm I work you, with tons of guys from dude, State, Michigan. Illinois fans? Of no. course they don't. No, no I, said, I said Michigan and Ohio State Wait fans a minute. don't talk Wait about a minute. That's because they don't play nobody, and then they finally have to play each other. Their I'm, conference is so bad. I'm going to tell you right now, there is no other – and. Fred has on a hat right now, an SEC logo. Damn right I do. And there is no other Haters. fan base in the country. And this is a fact. And Fred doesn't understand so, I, I because mean, because he's in insulated the it, yeah. in the middle of that. But but I am but, insulated because sixteen chance. I mean, I I can go through and dude, look at the facts. But but it, sixteen out of the last twenty one have come from the SEC, I, and we need those teams to that. win we to beat that. them and get we in. Totally, and I but, love SEC football as much as anybody. But what we are saying is that there is no other group of fans in the United States that would wear a hat of the Big Ten and be like. I root for a Big Ten team. Well, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry. I love the Big Ten. Okay. Well, nobody cares. I know. It's bad being second and third and fourth and fifth. Well, I'm number one. It's just, and I've Don't always, forget, there's a big Bama flag on the back of this hat. And I'm sorry. I've so always thought it was it weird. I still think white. it's weird. And I will always think it's weird because when I was growing up, you rooted for your team, and you wanted everybody else to stink. And right. I will die on that hill, and I will never right. feel any different about Before that. Before the committee was uh, was uh, formed. the hell with the committee? And I, I, I like getting you your insight on this, get it. Travis, because I, um, I, I grew up being a fan of a team that was never really a part of a conference for an extended amount of time. You know, we, you know, Missouri Valley, uh, OVC. Uh, you know, Metro. Conference USA, Metro, 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 all that stuff. So it's like I have no, you know, embedded affiliation with any conference. Right. So I always find it fascinating that only fans of SEC schools will die on a hill for, you know, Vanderbilt when you're an Alabama fan or, uh, you know what I mean? Like I they, don't pull for Vandy because they don't matter. But they're, but they're in – I'm sorry. They're, what I'm saying is there may be a year that comes along where Vandy does matter and you're going to be pulling okay, for them because right. in your conference. I mean, if you don't think Georgia's hoping that Kentucky, Tennessee win games yeah. and have a great record to up their strength of schedule – in case they get a loss. No, I get that, but like in the middle that, of like just conversation when you're hanging out, and then the SEC fan well, I'm has not to cheering loud like, tell, for Florida versus Utah. Tell, I sat there and drank my beer and watched them lose. Well, what I'm saying is like you could have a scenario where you have Florida State and Clemson sitting there playing each other, and you have some guy who's an, a fan of LSU sitting at the bar, and he'll will just look at both fan bases and say, "We'd beat the shit out of both of y'all." Y'all ain't SEC. You don't play nobody. It's like instead of appreciating the game, that's what an SEC fan does. They not me. bring this like not we're me. better than you at everything. Clemson's beaten me twice. I know all about them. Don't you in bowl games take every SEC team? No. I think last year that's kind of what you told me. 
I mean, no, not okay. every SEC team, no. And then what? who cares about the bowl games? This is to try to win the championship. Yeah. Aren't we all trying to do that? No. Isn't everyone's goal to try to be the games, best bro. you can be and try to win? Isn't that what Dion's doing? <laughs> yeah, he is. What if he goes 9-0? And everyone's going, man, I sure hope Baylor wins that game. They're going to have to play them, da-da-da. I mean, it happens is all I'm saying. And it really dawned on me that I thought that you guys were against me because you thought I was just, like, say Utah-Florida game. I'm not against you at all. For Florida. They're in the East. I don't give a crap what they do. They're not going to affect me. But – some of the teams that play in the West, I want Ole Miss to win. I want uh, LSU to. Yeah, I want LSU to beat Florida State. I'm sorry, but I do. I got to play them at the end of the year, and I want them to have a good record to up my strength of schedule. If we are in it to win it, I think my only argument is is that a lot of SEC fans. I'm not saying you, but we're gonna say a majority. I'm gonna generalize here. Um. They do not believe that quality football is played outside of the I Southeast. I agree with that. I agree they, with they that. They will not recognize and, that. But I disagree with that, and, and, but I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that. I know that there's good football Absolutely. played all over. You know what I mean? Yes. But then when, but then what do you do when TCU doesn't win the Big 12 and that's, Kansas State beat, but wins what the I'm Big saying 12? Is and then that's Bama what Travis and I are saying about 40. the SEC fan base, is that that's the kind of mentality that right. they have. But it usually comes out that way at the end. <laughs> there it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does. I mean, We dude, met common ground, and it was like, well, that's the way it happens. You know what? And, and it's all uh, funny because Travis has a huge point. Because you have two to three teams that are dominant. Because you have there. a huge point. When Next year, all this is irrelevant. Irrelevant. I mean, irrelevant. <laughs> you got me so fired up. Dude, Did he say it, an it elephant? Is. Yes. No, oh, I said an elephant. He's got Bama brain. It's an elephant. But it is. It's irrelevant. Dude, it mm-hmm. is irrelevant. I mean, the 12 playoff is going to be like, come to my house. I'm coming to your house. We're whoever's ready yeah. to play. And th- thank God we have gotten to that. Seriously, we okay. have. But I just wanted to say that, yes, the pack, like, you got to give some of these teams credit and some of them not. Dude, the ACC manned up and played all kinds of teams. I give them tons of credit. The teams that I don't give credit to are the Pac-2, the Big Ten, and Georgia. Uh, uh, You know, the Big 12 didn't play anybody, and they had two teams lose. Texas Tech lost to Wyoming, and Baylor lost to Texas State. Give me a break, dude. Meaning they didn't play anybody, and they lost to two scrub schools. I completely agree with that. I I mean, I kind of thought, Tuna, you were going to bring it with some ACC love. Because, well, dude, I'm not that guy. Well, they beat Clemson. <laughs> I mean, I, last time I checked, a Duke win over Clemson, FSU over LSU, North Carolina over mm-hmm. uh, a average uh, Gamecock team, and NC State beating UConn. Uh, those are four good wins. Georgia I mean, Tech played that's, UofL. Hawks that's great up. and all, but like, we're not going to get a new TV contract anytime soon. So I don't care what we do. Like, I just want Louisville to beat the teams on their schedule. That's right. Um, So, I'm not pulling for North Carolina. Like, I had bet on all these SEC teams. I had LSU to beat 
uh, Florida State. I had uh, I didn't touch that. I had North Carolina to beat South Carolina, so it wasn't you know, it it wasn't. I'm not an ACC honk, but um, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell America right now. I took little old Clemson like an idiot. Okay, I did. I knew that uh, Duke was a team that. Even though uh, the guy really at the, right, at the high top table was telling you how good Duke was going to be, I know, dude. I'm sorry, but the spread went to plus twelve eleven, <laughs> and I was watching it with my buddies, and they were all ripping me. They couldn't believe I bet on little mm-hmm. Clemson, and we'll get to that game. Let's talk about LA, uh, yeah. Utah, Florida. Yeah, I want to get into this SET, SEC team that got smacked around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mar- why don't you say SEC bottom feeder? Okay, thank you. Well, it's Florida. They they are the Swamp Kings. Sorry, Spurrier, but you are a bottom feeder. Well, I think I did kind of bash Billy Napier a while back, and you told me to pump the brakes on that. I don't think so. Yeah, I think, I you know, like, not. oh, me and Travis have been looking at this game a little bit, and I think it's uh, it's going to be a little closer than what we think. And uh, I was like, well, Billy Napier is coaching, when, when so I'm calls, not scared. Hey, and I said, Graham Mertz is, Graham Mertz is playing quarterback. quarterback when all us, yeah, and when Billy Napier's coaching that game. And, yeah. Well, we know Billy Napier's had trouble with the recruiting mm. in Florida. And Who's, coaching a game. Like, that was maybe the worst <laughs> yeah, managed was, game. Was, oh, you hey, could I agree. Like, it was, was bad. That was awful. And for uh, you, What do they call him, Sunbelt Billy? For you, yes, they do call him Sunbelt Billy. And for the Utah to win that with a backup, and the backup looked good. He's going to be, you know, if he plays this week, he's going to look good again, I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Against uh, a Baylor and, team limping. Yeah, they limping. are limping. But Utah is a different animal at home. And Florida to come into an environment like that in their first game, I will cut them a little bit of slack. But the reality is Graham Mertz isn't going to win anything. He was bad in the Big Ten. I'm not sure why people think he's going to be good in the SEC. It's just not – he is not a quality quarterback. Um, i tell you what, Kentucky really dodged a bullet with him. He was real close to going there. I know. Wow. Talk about lucking out. Um, so, Utah, Florida. Then we had UofL, Georgia Tech. Yeah, I know people really Friday want to hear night. much about that game. Dude. Yeah. I want to tell everyone, besides the uh-huh. Colorado game – that had so many hills and valleys in it. I'm going to tell you right now, the U of L Georgia Tech game was one of the, besides Colorado, mm-hmm. was one of the most fun games I watched all week. And weekend. the Texas Tech uh, uh, te- Wyoming Texas game. Tech Wyoming. Those that three, was, I yeah. think, were right up but there. But man, dude, they, what about all the ups and downs in that game? I, I tell you what, like, honestly. The second quarter was maybe one of the worst 15 minutes of football I've ever seen. <laughs> and the fact that Jeff Brom went in there at halftime and said, if you don't show any effort, you won't play the rest of the year. <laughs> he said, we're all, every coach in here is going to watch every bit of film that we can. And if you have any play where you do not show any effort, you will not be playing for the rest of the season. <laughs> Something happened. You know what I mean? And tell. they came out completely different. Um, and I, I, I'll say this about Jake Plummer, Jack Plummer, um, not Jake Plummer, the mushroom farmer, but he uh, he struggled early. It was bad. Um, he was off the mark. He was underthrowing. He was overthrowing. He hit the ground a lot. And I'm going to give a lot of credit for him to able to take a deep breath at halftime. Not that he was – spectacular after that 
but he was composed and he was scatterbrained in that first half. And I like that 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 shows that he's a six year college quarterback, right? You know, right? And he was able to he settle won the in. game, man. Yeah. And how about Thrash? Uh, Jamari Thrash is going to be fun to watch. Uh, the really the defense, I think, even though you take the second quarter out. Right. And then I thought that defense, the way they flew to the ball, how well they tackled first game of the year. You don't get a lot of that the first game of the year. I, I thought that was the my biggest takeaway from that game is right. I'm kind of excited about this defense going forward. Right. And if we can keep Ben Perry on the field without that targeting, oh, man. which I don't understand. That was a horrible call. Like that kid's – I don't think referees understand physics. I, like, I don't – no, they do not. And you know what? He – you really, when a quarterback's coming at you, you just, but it was the beginning of the game, they're amped up, and that quarterback. But he slid way too late. He slid way too late. He slid. Yeah, it was a horrible call. It really was. Yeah, and I think and, all and, that kind of changed and, um, dude, after think, the Kenny Pickett play. Yes, the momentum of that, of him getting out, because, man, I think he made a couple plays early. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10 is who you're talking ben about. Perry. And man, I'm telling you that I can't wait to watch that kid play uh, Friday night. Yeah, I thought or Thursday you know, night. Ashton Gelati and Des Tell were the big the, the space eaters inside. They were getting they were getting tons of pressure on the quarterback back there all night, and that was uh, which Haynes Keen. I thought you know he played a pretty decent game. I thought that Georgia Tech has some quick little receivers. I know the announcers if they said that one guy was fast one more time i was gonna flip out like i mean they, were, they really beat you all up the middle in the second quarter like just i mean they they changed their offense uh, a few times throughout that game and i'm not sure it was to the to to the positive you know what i mean no they're a it, it was they're weird. a good, good coach team that's uh i'm curious to see what georgia tech does the rest of the season so Boy, I hope they win every game, yeah. ACC. Let's go. Hey, go Cards, baby. I'm all on board with I'm the I'm thinking about going to uh, every Louisville game this year, and no matter what the score is, just getting a ACC chant started you in the should. stadium. Yes. I, I think you should just that. show up in a Big Ten jersey. Because, because <laughs> I'm there, I, you know what? I'm going to get an ACC hat to hell with you all. It was uh, – I can't remember. It was – one of the it might have been a music city bowl or something and i was sitting there and the fans started chanting sec sec and i thought that was the weirdest damn thing i was i was, I was like i can't imagine we can't go back into like, this freddie might have but a stroke I just, I just let me explain it's something so weird <laughs> it's so no, weird let me explain something if the big 10 won 17 out of 21 national championships in yeah. the last 21 years yeah i think everyone will be going we the big 10 yeah we the big um, 10 we the big 10 yeah, yeah fred, fred i do think that but you know what i'll That's never forget reality i'll never it forget happened in the thousand Indiana basketball games that I went to in the 1980s, I'll never forget all the times that the entire stadium at Assembly Hall started <laughs> chanting "Big Ten, Big Ten. Now, see, I think Missouri you know why Valley, that didn't happen because nobody gives a damn. I think basketball's different. Oh, of course, of course, it is. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Next topic. Wait till the SEC starts winning a bunch of basketball championships hey, back to back. Hey, no. Uh, I'll I make a point. It. Wait till the SEC starts losing. That's when those chants will end. But until they do, oh, I don't. It's going to so. keep happening. Because I'm pretty sure I was at a uh, like a Kentucky 
unranked Kentucky against unranked Florida State bowl game or something when that champ broke out. <laughs> so I hey. it wasn't being at a national championship. Let me explain or something. A Final Four. Kentucky game. Don't fans are they, they supposed to be SEC. K- Kentucky fans are proud to do an SEC cheer. Let me tell you. Come on. Like, of course they are, are in involved in that. So yes. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Especially in basketball. Next topic. <laughs> um, so I know you guys are making fun of it, but the facts are on the table. And uh, everyone, let, the facts let, are on the table. We will let our listeners pick a side. I would love. No, everyone that's not in the SEC is gonna think uh, it's a real easy uh, uh, take. Well, either I, way, I, I no, would, I just want to hear if like care. people that are Big Ten I know supporters I'm laying support facts the Big Ten down or... on the table. That's what it's about. Yeah, please, facts. please send us. Uh, Shoot us a, a message on uh, on Twitter or on Facebook. Love to hear what anybody else has to think. It's a fun discussion. It to have. is, and, and we've gone back and forth on text, and I think it uh, kind of manifested itself tonight. It did. No, no, you know who I feel argument. really bad for though. Know, I'm really poor. Our Notre for... Dame fans. They don't have a conference to cheer for. Yeah, dude. God, those poor oh bastards. My God. What are they even doing? Dude, I don't know what they do. Maybe they just have independent on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like it, we're, we have independence. I think they just count their NBC money and go on about their business. Now, I'm going to be pulling for just, I don't want to freak anyone out, but I will be pulling for Texas the rest of the year if we are lucky enough (laughs) to beat them. Yeah, yeah, you know, hook them horns. I don't want you to, Uh, us to beat you and then you shit the bed and go uh, two and ten. I would like for you all to win so it makes our win Help us. It helps well, our win. Quinn Ewers is Doesn't not looking happen? so hot. Doesn't so. that happen in basketball to make the field? A, uh, uh, I mean, like, that happens in basketball to what? make the field uh, strict of schedule. Teams winning that but you beat. It, a, it's in every sport. There's a lot bigger you body of work. You need teams that you beat to continue to win. And let me say this, I'm not Fred. saying I'm sitting there wearing a Florida jersey when Florida's playing Utah. I could care less. But, but I think there's I think there's a big difference. And I just was thinking about this. There's a big difference in hoping that, you know, maybe a team that that you play has has a good season to help your record. Right. There's a big difference between that and then somehow chanting sec <laughs> okay well go like, find like those guys weird. go find go find those guys because that ain't me it's weird i, I, I mean always, I, I, I don't always think it's weird okay Travis, i can't I, i'll say it. this i love sec football as much as anybody i, do I, I too. think the pageantry and all that's there I do too. And, and the fan base as psycho as they are is what makes sec football what it is but i'm with you travis i think it's very very weird. Yeah, and like the <laughs> fact that there's like, like Auburn fans down there pulling for Alabama to win because it helps their strength of schedule. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but it's not even. It's it's not um, even because we have, Fred. It's not because it helps the strength of. It's what you said before. It's so many SEC fans think that college football begins and ends in the SEC. Mm. And they refuse to accept the fact 
that there's good football played anywhere else. And so I there think was you a have quote a great point from there. a friend of ours you who happens to there. be unnamed and is a Georgia fan. And I think he referred to both the Big Ten teams in the uh, um, championship last year in the in the pl- college football playoffs as Yankees that don't know a damn thing about football. <laughs> so, wow. and that's what you get. That's what you get. Wow. Yeah. But uh, um, I promise that's the last thing we're going to say about that yeah, this week. Yeah. But man, that was a fun, great discussion. Um, quickly, I just wanted to bounce around. To anything else that uh, struck you guys' nerve uh, during week one, maybe a game or two or a surprise or two, something that you guys saw in week one that you want to point out before we move on to looking forward to next week. I think uh, the most uh, impressive thing that I've seen all weekend was the amount of push-ups that the Oregon Duck mascot can do. <laughs> that I don't. I mean, I don't know how that's physically possible. I think there might be like five or six different ones, and they just change them out like every now and then because I, I don't get it. They, they they scored 81 points. 80, yeah. 81 points. 80, 80. And so I, I can't do the math, but that's a lot of push-ups. That's a lot of push-ups. Uh, for those that don't know, he does um, – Seven push-ups for each touchdown that they do, but basically it's like if you score the first touchdown at seven, the second touchdown it's you do fourteen, fourteen, and then so forth, and then yeah. so on. So throughout the course of the day, I think it's something like over five hundred and eighty some odd push-ups. They used to do that at Kentucky. I don't know if they still do now, that. Now, how not. many how many push-ups yeah, does the Sooner do? Well, the good thing with Kentucky, because the you don't Sooner, have to worry about the them Sooner had seventy three. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure the Sooner could do those push-ups. I think I'm they just sure ride their little wagon there. around. Or yeah, something. they ride their. <laughs> wagging around when they they do uh they Uh, did 73 laps (laughs) around the good job vegetables (laughs) you did a great job yeah in that game running up the score that was awesome uh, give me your uh thoughts about week one maybe a couple things that we haven't discussed yet well i won i've won all my bets had to get that in there horse racing nation absolutely uh forget horses i'm done with them uh no uh utah state did a great job covering tennessee uh tulane uh we we did did, uh western kentucky uh the toppers but no seriously uh i thought that uh the fsu lsu game was a surprise for me uh i thought that the offensive line for lsu did did not look impressive at all. Uh, there was a little bit of confusion there, here and there on defense with Perkins. I'm not sure where he was. He wasn't rushing on the line. He was back in the playing safety a couple times. Sometimes he was on the sideline standing there. And I'm like, I don't understand. Don't forget LSU has one of the best players in the country that did not play, that is playing this weekend defensively. Um, so and he will be back, but Brad, uh, what did you all think of that well, game? I mean, that was, we I had have all our LSU buddies here with us. It was Travis's 50th. We had a great time here. I have, uh, here's something that we don't do very often, but, uh, we do have a, uh, we do have a clip, uh, from Brian Kelly's, uh, post game press conference that I thought we might play. Hell yeah. Uh, so you guys could hear this tonight, and I'd like to get your reaction to this. Oh, so wow. I'm excited. Without further ado, I'm going to uh, hit the button here, and we'll listen to this. Well, let's do it. 
Well, I thought that uh, Florida State uh, marched through us much like General Grant on the way to Appomattox. And I'm very disappointed in our performance. Oh, what a southern gentleman. <laughs> and uh, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I, I, I thought that was really uh, well, some prescient statements. If, from there's, Kelly. Uh, if there's anything that anyone could ever say about Brian Kelly, he's all class. So, I mean, that's, that's all I got to say there. I, I, I'm just saying, and, 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 Kudos to Florida State. Their quarterback look looked really good. The transfer uh, kid from Michigan State. Oh, he was. What the well, hell? Well, you know what? It all started at the beginning with Wilson. Mm -hmm. He was catching everything. Everybody goes, who's this six-foot-six beast? <laughs> yeah. And then he's, what's funny, in the second half, he dropped like mm -hmm. three balls. And then this other kid just starts dominating. And uh, I think it was just a buzzsaw after that. Uh, but I thought that I, that game surprised me, okay? And I know we're getting to one that surprised Tuna. Um, but the South Carolina-North Carolina game was fun. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't fun for you. But No, no, they, that's not fun watching an offensive line just get punked. The way did. that they – I have not seen – I thought it was fun. That <laughs> kind of play. I mean, if you if you dislike Spencer Rattler, you had fun because you watched him get thrown to the ground repeatedly. you got to protect that kid yep. somehow. What, they have nine sacks, I think? Yeah. And the chain gang couldn't even keep up with the damn game. They're over there eating hot dogs. I hear you, Shane Beamer. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. That is funny. I mean, if <laughs> that, I, if I was is... working that game, I'd be eating hot dogs too because that wasn't worth watching. No, no, it wasn't worth watching. But uh, Drake May's really damn good, though. Drake May is good. Drake, not his brother, that I still have nightmares of. So I said, uh, I, I know I said his name wrong uh, last year, but I also hit on two unders. Uh, the un-American thing that Tuna says that I do way too much of and win way too much of. But just so y'all know, I'm two and zero on unders now. Uh, thank you, Iowa. Um, I love it. While, uh, while we're talking about Iowa real quick, um, have you guys heard about Brian Francis' contract at all? No. Okay, so I guess they revised his contract with some stipulations put into this year. Okay, and let's uh, tell our listeners why it's important and who exactly Brian Ferentz is. He's the offensive coordinator for Iowa um, who was – historically bad last year on offense and his father is kirk french the head coach okay mm. that's what i wanted to get at. okay um they are related there's not a lot of Frances <laughs> out there so first stipulation is they have to win at least seven games okay. for his contract to be new renewed okay. the second stipulation is they have to average 25 points per game this year what dead man walking Oh my gosh! Dead man walking. He uh, last week against Utah State, they put up twenty four. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, one shy. Yes, they did. I, that's my under. Yeah. Isn't that a weird thing? Because now you have to think in the back of his mind, he's mm. going to take chances. Yep. That maybe he wouldn't take. Mm -hmm. Because they always have a good defense. Um, How the hell you get on them contracts, Tuna? 
We just Google contracts. Don't you just sit around and Google <laughs> random coaches' no, contracts? No, I sit around and chant SEC. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love the I idea. I bet you know how much Nick Saban gets paid every time he farts. <laughs> I love the idea of that Iowa. That is crazy. Of Iowa being down like, you know, 22 to, uh, like 24 to 22 in a ball game. Mm-hmm. Or let's say uh, 23 to 21 in a ball game. Fourth and goal and him going, well, I'd love to win this game, but I'd really love to keep my job, so we're going for it. (laughs) I just love that idea. But uh, if he does not meet these uh, qualifications and his uh, contract will be terminated by July 30th of 2024. Unbelievable. Wow. Yep. Have you ever heard anything like that? No, that's why I found it so fascinating. But, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch Iowa knowing that now. And <laughs> Those are words I never thought I'd ever say, is that it's going to be fun to watch Iowa. <laughs> and, well, now I'm definitely betting the under. Are you eating jerky over there? No. <laughs> I'm just chewing on my tongue. You just got a little certs action? I'm trying to be like a uh, – SEC fan and just you've been chanting too much. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get to the real game, the real shocker, the real fun game that was Monday night. Travis, what do you think? Well, I was uh, I was planning on having a big pizza party over here, <laughs> and, but uh, <laughs> and, but they sent extra anchovies. It didn't work out, and I have to say, I mean. I loved every minute of that game. I just, I just thought it was awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's the atmosphere and, was fantastic. Well, it, I thought it was it pretty was, cool. And, and pretty cool little campus there. The post game uh, field storming was great. <laughs> pretty but cool. Man, ACC it was, campus it was there. a. And look, from from my opinion was. I don't think Duke even played a particularly good or clean game. Yeah. They made a bunch of mistakes. We knew Clemson was going to move the ball a little bit, but... Uh, but, my God, what, the only touchdown that Clemson scored was off that stupid muffed punt? Right, did you? I that's mean, uh, that's the, way, the way I look at this game. I think, to use uh, Freddie's quote, pump the brakes a little bit, everybody's <laughs> freaking out about Clemson right now. They got down onto what inside the five yard line four times, four times. and could not get the ball in. No, they fumbled three yes. times. So I'm not freaking out just yet. That was an insane environment. Um, Raleigh Leonard's legit. Hey, I'm he, not going to take anything. Like no, Duke is, is dude, really good. Like, coach I'm is solid. They've been building this up. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Mike Elko you. Is, is the man. Is, uh, is, so maybe we don't think Clemson is as bad as we think they are, but is Duke as good as we think they might be? I think I think Duke is going to be a problem this I, year. I think they're going to be a huge problem. Oh, but let me tell you something. The ACC gets the A-plus here, guys. Don't forget. Uh, they may be having conference troubles, not to mention what came out Thursday night. That they had three new ones. Can't wait to go to that SMU concession stand. Uh, but um, <laughs> but dude, 
they're great text mix. I'm telling you right now that they the S the ACC looked good this week. I yeah, mean, I just felt like in the new polls for Clemson to drop from nine to twenty five, or I mean that that that's a big drop and that game. If, if you watched game. it, I don't think it's as lopsided in the whole meat and potatoes of the game as what it may have just seemed like. Like right. if you were just a casual fan, the and you spread would catch was it what twelve and there. So yeah, um, I I look for Clemson to fully recover. Well, that quarterback did look bad. He looked a little bit rough. He was shaky and couldn't mm-hmm. could not throw. Up. I didn't see any receivers that were worth a damn. Uh, hell, even their running back was eh, he was okay. They did move the ball up and down the field. Let's not be wrong about yes. that. I mean, it, did you hear Dabo's presser after it was over? I didn't. Oh my God! It you have to go back and look at it. It's gold mm. because he's sitting there looking, shaking his head. I'm really curious what he's gonna say, and he's like, "I have never ever been a part of a game like this in my life, ever through m- millions of games or thousands of games, whatever. I have not ever been through anything like this in my life." He goes, "If you look, he goes, I have went through. We have a scale." If you rush and throw for this amount of yards, we are 126 and one. And he goes, we did that tonight yep. and got beat by 27 points. 21. Or 21. We will never, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, he goes, everyone's going to kick us to the curve. They're going to say we're done. They're all going to da-da-da tomorrow. We're all done. But he goes, what else are you going to do? But he did hedge on a while. He was like, really? But you know what? He said what you said. Look, this game ain't as bad as it really looks on paper. You just never seen that many turnovers happen. Like there was a force field on the two-yard line. Um, but. I think what's funny is that's the stuff that it. Clemson usually wins out on. That's how right. they win the game. And it was the tide was turned in this one. And didn't everybody love it? Yeah. You know, I'm surprised that you hate Dabo Sweeney so much. I when, don't hate Dabo. You and, you I and just him have dislike... like the same core values when it comes to college football. No. Yeah, you don't like transfer portal and you don't like NIL. Well, you have to like <laughs> the transfer portal. Well, look, he doesn't. Look, he has zero he, transfers on that team. Well, guess what? Saban has about eight so mm-hmm. he has he is also not a firm believer in that well, he sure did like uh tyler uh harrell quite but, a bit when he was tampering with him here at louisville well, he did and he ended up being selling shoes well, somewhere. maybe he should have just left him alone to get better scouts i don't think he would have played for louisville either <laughs> he was frankly. our best receiver yeah but he never played for yes Bama. He, he played for us and he was good yeah but he was hurt he came from to he was Bama hurt when you got down there because you didn't take care he was of him. Damaged goods. You just damaged treat goods. these kids like numbers, and you just but, don't care about them. <laughs> but what I'm going to tell you is, Dabo will be back. I still have Clemson in the final, uh, the playoff, which I now know is not good. Uh, I should have Alabama in there. <laughs> Well, now Clemson's got to go out and pull for every team in the ACC so their strength of schedule is good enough for them to get Damn in. Damn right they do. They sure mm-hmm. as hell don't want Duke losing. Hmm. They're done with them now. So uh, It would be funny if it came down to that, if Duke ends up going 6-6. Six and six They're and, this year's TCU. And Clemson wins out, and they're like, yeah, that Duke game, man, we all thought that was a blowout, awesome game, and then Duke crapped the bed. And, Sorry, Clemson, you ain't getting in.
All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, we got more games. Like uh, that. That was the final game of the week. Um, and so time to move on to this week. Yeah. So I was looking at uh, at the list of games for this coming weekend, and week two traditionally is not a great week, but there are some intriguing matchups. Obviously. At the top of the card is uh, Drink. Freddy's Alabama team against uh, the Longhorns. Um, locally of interest, Thursday night, uh, UofL has their first home game under Brom with uh, Murray State. Friday night, uh, Indiana plays Indiana State in Bloomington. Um, and then just a few games that I just... Another, wait down. a minute, there's another good Friday night game. Well, I'm, Illinois. Talking about, I'm talking about Kansas and Illinois. Illinois, Kansas. I'm talking about of local interest okay. to begin with. Oh, okay. My next game, if you could see my list here, is Illinois versus Kansas. Yeah. Which oh, I was just about to get to. Impatient Perry over. Um, which is uh, always a uh, – it's been a, a good basketball rivalry for years, and I think – uh, with the relative resurgence of both of those teams from a football standpoint, could be a pretty good game. It's the first hardest game the Big Ten's playing. Oh, my God. Let's be real. And, and, and who is it? Didn't Ohio State play Indiana in Bloomington last week, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty close it game? Was, it, was, it was a good game. Ohio State, which we didn't talk about, has major quarterback issues. Yes, they do, and offensive line issues, yeah. I think. And Indiana's defense – is way better than anybody thought they were going to be. I but agree. I'm, I'm not gonna, looking forward to I'm seeing not them going, this week. I'm not going to get into that because we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, NC State, Purdue at Virginia Tech is a uh, interesting game. Utah <laughs> and Baylor. Yeah, I got. No I got I'll game. never touch that and watch that game. That's a horrible Whoa. game. Purdue just got smacked. By a uh, team that's pretty good. Uh, who? Fresno State. Yeah, they're okay. Fresno but I mean, State's it's a solid over. program. Man. They are a solid program. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fred is under this. It's so funny because if Fresno State. I think State, Purdue's bad. Now listen. I'm with you. Listen. If Fresno State played Ole Miss. If they were playing Texas A&M, yes. Fred would go. Man, look at this uh, manning up, playing uh, playing Fresno. Manning I, up. This team is 26th in the AP poll. I think Purdue. up. If you want me to give you all Purdue's record this year, four and eight. That gonna, is what Purdue's going to do this year. They're going to be better than that, but we, we can talk about that later. Uh, n- I'll, n- I'll tell you the games. The SEC's manning up on a bunch of games here. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. Ole Miss. Or uh, yeah, well Texas A&M at Miami. Let's see what a- let's see if the ACC can continue on their train, right? I mean Alabama Texas Auburn at Cal. Y'all laughed at that. Yeah, we yeah, did laugh yeah. at that, and that's uh, pretty that's funny. A, that's a hard I would travel. Almost rather watch that's the a Purdue, lot of Virginia travel. They're gonna game. surf there. How are they gonna get there? What about Ole Miss at Tulane? I assume take an airplane. Like how about people? Ole Miss at twenty four ranked Tulane? That's one of the best games of the week. I agree. Yeah, well, that when they game scheduled was, that twelve years was ago. Scheduled it, six years so ago what? when they it's thought happening. Tulane would be. Well, wins, and wins, sixty. Okay, wins, credit to Michigan. an SEC school for not buying out of a contract. Wins, 
fucking pl- or freaking play someone, <laughs> huh? When are they gonna play someone? Beep. God, Beep. I mean, dude, it's just annoying. Like, uh, kind of like how Washington State's Mandy going playing in Wisconsin, huh? Who Washington State's playing Wisconsin? Well, that's just future Big Ten. No, Washington Man, State sure. is Pac two, and they're they're part of Pac two. Them and Oregon State. Uh, Oregon and Texas Tech. I think they're going to leave and go to the Big Ten. I think Oregon and Texas Tech could be interesting. Texas Tech coming off that loss in their home opener. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, they're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Texas A&M-Miami at 3.30 is a fantastic game. Uh, can't wait to watch that along with Ole Miss and Tulane. I mean, if you really look at everything on the schedule, those are, I don't care if the SEC's in it or not, those are the best games. Yeah. Period. Bama and Texas is a great game. Yes, that mm-hmm. is the marquee game of the weekend. Nobody is trying to say it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's the marquee I, I, game of the weekend. Now, you can sell us on the rest of the on, on the rest well, of the Well, those are the I, I three. I am looking forward to the Ole Miss Tulane game. I'll the, give you that I think, one. I think the only there's three great SEC teams playing uh, out of conference teams, but mm-hmm. Notre Dame, NC State, I think is a great game. Absolutely, it is. That is going to be fun. That's at noon. That's the kickoff at noon, along with Colorado, Nebraska. So you get to watch Dion again. Mm-hmm. And uh, watch Notre Dame try to take care of business with a tough NC State team at home. And we got a nice little uh, 10-30 closeout with uh, Stanford and USC. See, I was gonna watch, I'm going to be watching the Auburn at Cal 10-30 game. <laughs> Enjoy that one. <laughs> but, I mean, in what world do you think Stanford's any good? They're horrible. I, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to seeing USC if their defense can continue to improve a little bit. Okay. Well, if they're on TV. And, and they're playing. It's a conference game. Yeah, but at least we can watch it's Auburn on the SEC Network and we can't watch the Pac-2. Oh, my God. They're you're not so on combative TV. tonight, No, but dude. they're not on TV. So The Pac-2 is not on TV. Did you all watch USC last week? No, you didn't. They weren't on TV. The Heisman Trophy candidate – and winner was not on TV. I Guess what? He's not going to be. If you have it. Spectrum, he ain't on TV again. And and that's annoying. Do you not but find that Spectrum annoying? Spectrum doesn't even have ESPN right now. So, I, I mean, you're just naming everybody when it comes to Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Pac-12. No, wait a minute. If you're on, you can watch every other conference but the Pac-2. Not right now. Not on Spectrum, but on my TV you could. Yes. So, uh, But you can't watch USC. Okay, man. You hate the Pac-12. We get it. How uh, about okay. the... Uh, but you got to admit, Oregon-Texas Tech is going to be a fun game. I know it's playing yes. the same time as Bama. I will give you that, but Stanford sucks. Jesus, I hate that you're making me sit here and defend Pac-12. They're getting 31. <laughs> 29. What makes you want to watch that game? 29. Because I mean, it's seriously. on at 10.30. Right. But, and I want to see the Heisman candidate. But I think California has a better quarterback, and I think they could give Auburn a tough game. Okay. I really do. That's cool. I'm not going to argue that with you. I'll okay. let you, you. I think that game is going to be way closer. You, you definitely won. I mean, Vegas has that game at plus seven, California. Okay. I mean, on paper, it's the best game. It's a better game at ten thirty. All right, SEC. But because wins you again. all think I'm watching the SEC, 
It's not that. It's that the other game is going to be an absolute blowout, and Auburn and Cal is going to be fairly close. That's what I'm thinking. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going by the paper. I'm going by. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't. I mean, well, you told Travis there's no way you're going to watch Purdue. And, I'm not interested and, uh, in that game. Virginia right, Tech. Right. I'm not interested <laughs> in USC who never it. can get well, on see, TV. See, Fred, I have to watch that Purdue-Virginia Tech game because I have to root like hell yeah. for Purdue. Can we get a fourth person on here? Big Ten. It's on my side. No can player, we get a fourth person on <laughs> there here? There was no player that won a Heisman for Virginia Tech or Purdue last year. No, so. per- Virginia Tech's horrible as well. Okay? They're horrible. I'm telling you all now. I, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, those, those two teams, are that's horrible football. I won't be watching either one of them all year long. Let me ask you guys uh, quickly. Go Hokies. What are your... <laughs> you just like inner Sandman. <laughs> That's all it is. What... Uh, <laughs> I was just bashing the game. What do you guys think are the best bets college football-wise for this weekend? Oh, hell, Freddie, you get into it. I'm going to bet what Freddie's betting. Well, I'm going to go ahead I, and... I will. And, I'm going to go Travis. ahead and say first mm-hmm. and foremost... Because I always go last. I always end up picking something you guys picked. And I think we all are on this train that somehow, and I don't know if it's some sort of weird trap or they know something in Vegas that we don't know, but I cannot imagine for the life of me how uh, Colorado is just not going to just blow the doors off of Nebraska. Anybody that watched that Nebraska-Minnesota game, which, of course, I did as a Big Ten fan. That's right. I mean, I was rooting like hell for both of them to win. You had ten fingers that day. Um, But both those teams did not look uh, particularly impressive. And Oh, God, I hit the under on that. Yeah. Nebraska-Minnesota, it was beautiful to watch in quicksand. Nebraska, um, as they have done, seems to not matter who the coach has been for the last several years. They found a way to uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and um, they looked <coughs> uninspired offensively. They looked rel- they didn't look quick defensively. Um, if the same Colorado team who's playing at home, as uh, Tuna talked about, the um, altitude coming into play. Boulder, Colorado from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, That's uh, quite a bit of difference. I just can't see a way that that game stays within two touchdowns. I, I think you guys agree with me I on totally that. I totally agree with you what on do that. What you think? I, I mean, I, it's, the thing is, is one thing about Deion Sanders' team is they look like they're in the best shape of their life. Like That's I, right. I want to see, like, I would love to see a poll of who you think is in the best shape, Travis Hunter or the Oregon Duck. But I don't, <laughs> like, I can't see Nebraska keeping up with this team offensively. So, it's just not. I, I, I'm with you on this. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know. My biggest bet, my favorite one, is Ole Miss to cover against Tulane. I love that. Yeah. And I won with Tulane last week. Yeah, I, I think Ole Miss is 
got something going on down there um, offensively. Yes, they do. So they, I think they scored seventy or something too last yeah, week. Yeah, I just don't see how uh, little Tulane can match up with the SEC powerhouse like Ole Miss and the physicality the SEC <laughs> brings in the world of football. But uh, his name's Lane Kiffin, folks. Yeah, and you get to watch his dog Juice uh, go get the. But I, uh, I do think that Tulane Tulane struggled a little bit in and that win that they had. Don't they you did. think? They did. They did. There was Even a reason they, they were only a seven-point favorite right. against Southern Alabama. Right. South Alabama yeah. is another team that re mm-hmm. that they brought rebuilt in quick. tons of transfers. Yes. Uh, folks, another team that has done what Dion did. Just on a side note, while we're on that is a team named Texas State. Uh, we have a good tip from our buddy Johnny, uh, who, who uh, has been out west uh, doing uh, on a few teams, doing some uh, coaching and whatnot. And G.J. Kinney is the upcoming stud coach at Texas State. And that is the team that not only came in as, what's I don't know, 12, 14-point underdogs at Baylor and beat them by 17. Um, they are on the card this week and they are getting 11 at my Roadrunners, uh, UTSA. I'm not sure I can bet against my Roadrunners, but Houston, uh, UTSA was another great game, tight game, uh, this past week, two really, really good, solid football teams in that conference, maybe the two best. And, uh, Holgerson came out the winner by two. Uh, that was a tight game all the way through. Um, all right, do you want to keep going to you got any more bets? Yeah, I got, there's two more bets that I'm really big on. Um, I really like Texas A&M to cover against Miami. Um, oh my gosh, that's a four and a half point spread. Ooh, I know that uh, you know home dogs or whatever. You think they're going to beat Miami? Yes, I do. Wow. I really do. I'm not big on Mario Cristobal's team this year. Um, so yes, I'm taking A&M to win and cover. Man, but, I was leaning Miami's way on that. And I'm also taking um, Iowa to cover the four against Iowa State at Iowa State. I'm going against the grain here by taking two road favorites, which everybody says never do that. But like we mentioned earlier, Brian French is coaching for his life. <laughs> and he has to get to 25. He has to get to 26 this week to keep the 25 average to make up for the 24 from last week. That's right. Um, I am also, uh, I mean, I'm going against all my Big Ten brethren here, which, I mean, may uh, exclude me. Jesus Christ, man. It's just chaos here It might exclude me from the Big Ten uh, party, but uh, I'm taking Kansas over Illinois. Oh, God. I thought Illinois looked pedestrian it's a great pick they looked uh mm-hmm. plain their defense looked not good no um i like kansas to cover the three just like uh like i said with louisville had the slow start kansas also had a slow start and i really like how they recovered i think i even text you guys lance leopold new car smells yep. kind of wore off what happened lance leopold did his thing and right. completely got him back out there so and I'm with you. I like that. Definitely. I also like that Friday uh, night. Travis? Friday night. Yep. Friday night. Yep. Yeah. And I like uh, Utah to cover the eight against Baylor. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those are those are my three picks. You know what's okay. funny is all the analytic picks and all the nerd picks. 
have Baylor win in that game. No way. Yep, I no agree with way. that. I think it's too early in the season, and there is numbers being put in the computers that are skewed. I think that is a lock of the century is Utah. Um, Baylor's quarterback is even out in this game. Maybe that's the reason there's a new quarterback coming up that was a transfer. That might be. Um, and they've uh, got to be seeing something. Something. That we yeah. Don't. Yeah. The old, the quarterback they that got to. hurt was so bad that the backup could come in and put up <laughs> right. enough to cover seven. Uh, for real, it could. But you know what? We we are going Utah. All of us, Johnny Utah, Johnny, give me two. <laughs> uh, I am going with Utah as a card winner la- uh, this past week. I like uh, Colorado, as everyone else does also, uh, to cover that spread of three. I have three unders. And oh, let me God. get a Big Ten cheer for these and three am, Big Ten schools that is- can't do squat this is the uh this is going to be i think a uh, recurring segment during college football this year <laughs> freddy's unders freddy's unders it. are I, I, I would love a big uh, 10 champ because i, I a lot freddy's of my underwear. unders if you look around my unders are the big 10 that i personally think not anything against travis but it's the worst conference in America, besides Ohio State, Michigan, and IU. Yeah, well, uh, and, I uh, hope it is. Northwestern, which basically doesn't even have a football team right now. At yeah, home. They're, they're horrible. At home versus UTEP. That's a minus one, minus one game. I'll take the under on that all day long, and it's probably 30. Uh, I'll still take it. Uh, I will take Virginia Tech and Inner Sandman versus Purdue, and I will take that under. As well, what's the over under on that? Like 12, 46. And, and, and I will, shit. and I will take Iowa, who I always take the under on, and Iowa State at home, and I will take that under. Iowa State does not have a great quarterback, and that's the only time they ever do anything. Uh, and I will win on those three unders, and I won on Minnesota, Nebraska last week. And, Boy, that uh, was that was and. You know that I, I mean, I and love, Iowa. I love college football. I love football in general, and I'll watch anything as as we've discussed. And whether it's a late night game, that's a, I don't know, a Swiat game or something. If there's a football game on, I will look at it. But boy, that Minnesota Nebraska game last week was. Um, it did come down to a last well, minute field goal. I was just about to say. Until there was two minutes to go and Nebraska completely just decided to give the game away, it was almost unwatchable. Just imagine how much fun you're not going to have by watching Minnesota and Nebraska with an under bet on the line. <laughs> like, first of all, if you're betting unders, I get you're winning. I don't and that's, watch. That's the end goal. I bet, but I'm saying you watch a game, like when you're watching a game with an under bet, it, You're making a commitment to yes, watch that game yeah. angry. It, no, so, right. like, anything no, that happens, right. you're going to be no, angry. No, not angry. All, it, when bad things happen, I'm happy. Yeah, I don't happy. know. Happy. Keep punting the ball. Dude, You, all, I was watching the game with you all. Keep punting the ball, I boys. was happy as a cat. Remember, Travis, yeah. I was over going, well, my under's hitting on this one. I do. And, and, and they, hell, they still had a field goal to kick. They could have scored a touchdown, and I still had the under. <laughs> 
Wow. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, if you need an under bet, bet the Big Ten <laughs> bottom feeders. I don't have it in my gut it. to bet unders. <laughs> I just, I would stroke out. Uh, um, Quickly, before we go around the horn, I did want to say uh, there's a couple other sporting events, big time sporting events going on right now. The U.S. Open, and I know we're not going to get in deep dive on tennis, but the U.S. Open has delivered once again, as it always does, especially late night. I love watching late night tennis in Flushing Meadows. I sent that text out to you guys last night with uh, two Americans playing for the right to go to the semifinals. It was awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I've got one thing to say about that. Like, Sure. Why? Um, who do we need to talk to to get the U.S. Open moved up in schedule just a couple weeks. I know. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, and it was different, at least to me, when you had household names. And I know mm. it's it's the it's the way tennis was when you had a McEnroe and a Connors and a, or a Sampras mm -hmm. or an Edberg or an Agassi. But we're gonna get Sunday. Probably a rematch of an epic match between Alcarez and Djokovic. You are, and it's going to be going up against NFL's opening weekend on yep. Sunday. Well, that's why I have multiple TVs. In I'm the with you, man, club. but there's no reason for that. Like, I feel like you're taking away from those guys. I agree. So but it's just been the way it's been for years and years. It's always been that weekend, and that's just the way it is. We need to start a petition here on the Blockout Sports Pod to move that up. All right, let's <laughs> give one more thing here on Lion. Uh, we got we got to hit real quick before we go spinning around. I was Travis do spins it on around, around the horn. Oh, okay, okay. I I didn't know if y'all wanted to talk about the Thursday night yeah, NFL no, kickoff no, no. game. And there there's a few things I want to talk about before we go around the horn. Number one. We had the uh, the inaugural um, Blockout Sports Pod Fantasy Football Draft uh, on Monday night. Uh, went well. I'm very much looking forward to having a segment on the games uh, each and every week going forward. We had Jody in there, Colin. We got a couple other people whose names have popped up around here. Yeah, all Jay. all friends of the program. Uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. But uh, I did want to get you guys uh, just maybe just a couple of thoughts, something you're looking forward to week one of the NFL season tuna. Um, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is that Monday night game with the Bills and the Jets. Um, and then even the Sunday night game, they did a hell of a job on these prime times with the Cowboys and the Giants. I, I'm looking, I'm really looking, I think we know the Jets are going to be good this year. And to watch Aaron Rodgers go against Josh Allen in an epic quarterback battle, is going to be amazing. Yeah, I think that's going to be an awesome game. And a big thing for me is you get a rivalry right out of the gate with a team that I think is sneaky good and could contend with the Eagles to win the NFC East is the Giants. I think they're a I sleeping agree. giant, man. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, there's some good games going this weekend. Uh, you got, not the you're not going to talk about the Lions at KC? Is that just a win for you? I'm going to work my way up to it. It's oh, not just a win. It's okay. not just a win. And okay. then you have uh, Bears-Packers, oldest rivalry in uh, NFL in week one going at it. Um, other than that, I mean, Steelers-49ers could be a game of interest. 
Browns, Bengals, obviously always fun. Uh, and then we open tomorrow night, Thursday night, tonight, if you're listening to it on Thursday, is uh, Lions Chiefs, who the Chiefs just got some shocking news about Travis Kelsey hyperextending his knee um, and is probably not going to play. I kind of hope he doesn't play. Um, but we, we think to, he's going to be okay long term. Yeah, there's right? no ligan- right. ligament damage play. on this. There's just a bunch of swelling and fluid buildup that, that it's going to take a little bit of time to get I, that I right. I don't see him playing at all. So, uh, and if you're looking for a nice bet to make a um, Noah Gray anytime touchdown, you're getting great odds on that right now as I speak, and I'm sure that's moving a lot as we talk. So, um, if you are in a legal state to bet, which, by the way, Kentucky opens tomorrow with legalized How sports. About that, huh? How about yeah. that? That's a celebration, guys. Unbelievable. So we finally did it. But that game's going to be fun. If I'm going to try to even – that spread when Travis Kelsey came out, I found this fascinating. It went from seven to four and a half. Uh, that a tight end, that shows the respect that people have for Travis Kelsey oh, yeah. when a tight end moves the line two and a half points. Right. Right, that's so, huge. But it's always scary facing a Dan Campbell team who closed out winning what their last seven or, or was it eight or seven of uh, games last they year. They got they got weapons. They they definitely so. the Lions definitely have weapons. And Fred, uh, uh, what are you looking most forward to uh, at the start of the NFL year? Uh, the Joe Burrow plays on Sunday yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. I I have him as. One of my quarterbacks in one of my leagues, but yeah, uh, but I'm real psyched for Geno Smith era to continue. On. <laughs> I have him in our shin, in our uh, fan in our uh, uh, block, block out. out league. I love Geno Smith, and I uh, got him Geno got Smith him like round I? ten or eleven, and it hadn't. I don't think everyone was like, "Are you ever going to get a quarterback?" And I I knew what I was going Damn after. Right but you did. I did make a mistake or two on our on our thing, but it was fun, and I can't wait to do. Uh, to for us to have it's that'll be my first team I've ever had by myself, and look out it could be horrible. <laughs> uh, and I <laughs> they had to get me. You know how Freddie is, dude. Facebook. Well, I don't do any of that. They had to get me on the computer and set me up on there. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, I do think the lines are stacked. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be a stud. Drink. Uh, for I'm looking the forward to that game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, our I buddy think we're Pat, all our buddy Pat it, that but. listens, is going to be psyched because he's a da- diehard lion. Okay, and he's going against Tuna's uh, KC. Uh, and uh, they, fa- I heard that there is a pub in town that is a lion's den. Oh is yeah, right. where? Yeah, uh, Dundee Marmaduke's Dundee Tavern <laughs> Marmaduke is a lion. No, that's no. right up the street when from I, here. When I think of Detroit, I think Marmaduke's. Uh, oh, Pat ain't gonna like that. Um, I also want to say I love I love Motor City Dan Campbell, Pat. I, I also want to say he's gonna that, chew your kneecaps that, uh, off. That he wanted to get a real lion on the sideline. That, How awesome oh, is that? I know dude? it is. I also want to say that uh, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Nick Saban. Uh, uh, Drink again. <laughs> Never heard of him. He's in the SEC, if you haven't heard of that conference. Uh, been there a long time. Um, sorry, LSU, you should have kept a hold of him. But uh, uh, he is playing a Big 12 team, uh, man and up, second game of the year. It's a huge game. 
And uh, at first, I thought that it would be like a super tight spread, and it is. But I just thought it was interesting that Bama hasn't been a home underdog since 2007. Put that in your Cheerios. Uh, also, I do want to say, SEC. I also want to, 2007, SEC. folks, uh, you know. Don't you know it ain't supposed to be SEC, Bobby? There, there, there's some, there's some uh, grandparents that ain't that old. Uh, and then I would do want to shout out something that isn't sports related, but we did lose one of the greatest icons in music this weekend, right at the beginning of college football on Saturday morning. If you woke up, you knew about it. Uh, the 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 most chillest man on the uh, on the face of the earth, Jimmy Buffett, passed away. Uh, he was the first guy that said, you can wear shorts and flip-flops on stage. That's coming from my man, Ike. Have you heard the story of him and Bono in the airplane? And I don't want to hear a weird Jim Nance story. It's not. It's an awesome story. Oh, okay. No, tell it. So Jimmy Buffett is a pilot, okay? <laughs> okay. And him and Bono were flying to some little island, I guess, that Jimmy Buffett hangs out at or whatever. And they were like, Jimmy Buffett said, hey, there's a... Um, uh, chicken shack down there they make the best jerk chicken we're gonna swing in so he landed the plane off the coast is one of those with the boats on the on the feet and they get as they're, as they're coming in to land the jamaican military starts firing at the plane <laughs> and like bullets are coming in at him and bono in this plane <laughs> and like they, they land it and then they, they're able to get down and land safely and the, the they storm and then they find out that it's Jimmy Buffett and Bono, and these guys were so worried that they were going to get, like, you know, kicked out of the Army by their superiors for shooting down Jimmy Buffett and Bono. <laughs> and it ended up, they were like, Jimmy Buffett was like, look, man, I've done all kinds of dumb shit in my life. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, if people held me accountable for that, you know what I mean? Like, I've gotten away with it, so let's just not make a big deal about that this. So, awesome. yeah. Well, there are a lot of shout-outs for him, if that's what you want to call it. But Paul McCartney, if you can find that online, it's one of the best. Super long. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was, like, awesome that one of the Beatles – had that to say, but if you look at an icon, and I'm talking icons in music history, God Jimmy Buffett life. is one of them. So keep listening, keep wearing flip flops, and uh, rock on, Jimmy, up in uh, up there, up top. Absolutely, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, it truly is one of the. You know, there's only a handful of american musicians i think of that particular generation that you would consider in that echelon of uh importance and he certainly is one of them and uh we'll miss him but thank thank god that we have the music we got live and live music forever. we got tracks we got everything it's unbelievable but that paul mccartney what he had to say it wasn't just like oh Jimmy Buffett was great. Da, da, da. Wait to if you read, it's a great read. It's pretty awesome. awesome. Coming from a Beatle. Um, I'm very much looking forward to uh, the start of the NFL season. Very much looking forward to this weekend college football. Um, appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. Let them know how to find us. We are available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
With that being said, for the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this (laughs) this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.